Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Listening to Into the Valley of Phoenix Suns Podcast, a part of the Brightside Podcast Network. Welcome everybody into the Valley. I am Ethan Shutt, joined as always by Ryan Shutt and Philip Russell. Coming from our summer hiatus, our own version of a summer break. Gentlemen, how are we feeling? Philip, kick it off with you. I'm good. Summer break ended today, kind of. I've been back at work for a while, but the students came back today. So summer break is over for the podcast and for the students of Bowling Green High School. So I guess good thing if you enjoy summer breaks being over, bad thing if you enjoy a little hiatus. And my fellow educator, Ryan, what's what's going on with work for you? Don't don't make that face, Philip. He he's in education. Right? That counts. I mean, yeah, hey, you're not you. teaching. Hey, you're not teaching anymore either, Philip. Now I can just say you're a stooge up in the office <laughs> with a shirt, and a shirt and a tie and and numbers. No, no, nah, things things are good, man. Kind of similar to Philip's experience right now. We've got a uh, our first few students kind of moving in. Our, our a lot of our sports teams have moved in, so it's been cool to kind of get, meet them. Uh, we got moving day this Friday and Saturday, so we're getting back into the swing of it, which feels appropriate with the pod coming back from our our hiatus. I love it. I'm glad you guys work in education, you know, just crunching numbers like you do. Me, a true influencer, someone helping mankind as I work in my uh, incredibly exciting corporate America job where I do just move papers around and have pens and money. Hey, you're on helping my desk. that unemployment rate decrease, baby. You're part of the every, fix. Every day, baby. Every day. Uh, no, guys, I'm glad to be back. I will, I'm going to go ahead and preface this for the entire podcast. We are aware that we are in the middle of the summer and we are in what I believe may be the biggest dead season of NBA coverage and news. I can't think of any other time where it's quite this dead. We kind of have the early excitement of the summer. We have the excitement of the season coming back, but it's, it's a bit of a lull, man. And to be honest, we're not the type of people to be like, Hey, Let's let's do an hour long episode over a tweet that Jay Crowder sent. It's like that's just not that's not us. So with that in mind, we are going to talk about what has come out in the last couple of weeks that might be noteworthy to a Suns fan. But that said, there's the, there's not that much, I would say. Philip, you got something? Can I isolate for a second? Please isolate we should, away. Ooh, we should make this a segment. I saw Joe. Yeah, let's workshop live. Oh, that'd be a great name for it. Say, I'm going ISO Joe, and then everybody else just has to has back a off. Shut a up. Yeah. Okay. 
I hate the vast, vast majority of NBA discourse right now. Because Speak on it. The vast gas me up, baby. Preach, the vast, baby, preach. The, the vast majority of NBA discourse is making talking points where there are no talking points to be made. Yes, talk to them. And I think our bread and butter as a podcast and a lot of the people who we think do really good work with the Suns are really good at watching basketball and then talking about it. And one of the things we've talked about that we don't necessarily enjoy as much as a podcast is talking about storylines. Like my my preferred way to do this is my Saturdays are spent watching a ton of Suns basketball. And then during the season, we usually record on Sundays. And then by Sunday, I'm ready to talk about what just transpired on the court. I don't feel super well equipped to talk about stories because one, I'm not a reporter. I am plugged in as much as someone who's kind of on Twitter can be plugged in. And number two, I would just rather be watching games anyways. So all of that being said, this is, if you will, a necessary evil of being a podcast that they're just going to be seasons. They're going to be time periods when we can't do what we're kind of made to do and we can't do what we're best at. So we're going to, we're going to juice the storylines for what we think they're appropriately worth. And we're not going to try to stretch this like it's taffy. So now that Philip has kind of prepped the listeners, we're just here to talk about the only real news that has broken. And that is DeAndre Ayton is not playing for the Bahamian national team <laughs> as announced this morning. It's a bit of a shock. I know that's what everyone's dying to hear about. Wow. Their coach said three NBA players and now there's only two because DeAndre's camp said he's not playing. We are now going to talk for 45 minutes about the implications of it, the moral integrity of DeAndre to back out, and what that means for the Phoenix Suns. Are you guys ready for this? I saw a Twitter poll asking Suns fans if they think DA got that dog in him or not because he backed out of playing with that team. I hope that's a joke. Is that for real? That I believe very that much completely. Yep. That was a joke. Oh, I mean, I could, okay. I could, I could, <laughs> I I could absolutely believe it. I could have... Yeah, I could even like it, I could picture the profile image of that Twitter account too. It's and probably what their picture. bios say. Yeah, no. No, we're oh goodness. It is funny. We we move into our normal opener for the summer, Summer Suns News, and the horrible joke of a story that I just shared. I mean, it's a it's about it. Uh we could again, we could add to the echo chamber that is kevin durant discussion but i think we're going to go ahead and say the official stance of the podcast is we have no idea what's happening and that's it anyone else have anything to add about the kevin durant saga it, not kevin durant did anybody see the lovely pictures from campaign's birthday party on instagram the other day <laughs> i mean that was pretty, I mean, pretty that, nice was that where the baby showed up and there's a bunch of weed nah that's Draymond's wedding oh my bad easily confused Similar hey, do guys, vibes. Do you guys get why it's funny? Why there was marijuana at the Greens wedding? Do you need me to explain the joke? Uh, I mean, go go ahead. I mean, I love hearing Greens. So, jokes. Um, so marijuana is green, and it, his last name's Green. So it's ah. kind of funny. Yeah, it's kind of. Are ironic. we going to get an op- warning now? On is the, there something like? Do we have like an opposite of an ISO where we can pick one person to stop talking? <laughs> is that? 
Is that a <laughs> it's like, like uh, what is it around lockdown, the lock, they... lockdown defense? So just <laughs> <hit it. laughs> you just get your talking privileges revoked for five minutes. Well, the beautiful thing I'm... is, as as the man behind the mixer here, there's a lovely <laughs> mic where I can mute anyone at any time. So that would be very interesting. Although our is audio that why I haven't heard mute. any of my contributions to any of our podcasts. <laughs> that's no, that's because you don't listen to the episodes. It's harder no, to find here, your here, voice here, when you don't here, listen. Here. Uh, but no, it's. No, in all honesty, guys, we more than likely, just like you listening to a son's podcast in the middle of August, we're ready for the season to get here. We are ready for basketball. We're ready to see what team goes out on the court. If it has a Kevin Durant, great. If it doesn't and has a guy named Jock, even better. Like, we just want basketball. And with that said, we actually did get a piece of news that has to do with basketball and we do want to share that and so our summer suns news turns into suns schedule news we have had three suns games officially announced and i think by officially i mean all the big names shared it and that kind of counts at this point verified people are talking about it and i wanted to give a rundown of these three and start with an initial question so the first first thing i want to do share with everyone listening you guys included the three games that have been announced. So this one, this was a little spicy. Good old Shammy Shams Sharamian uh, tweeted, after blowout game seven loss in West semifinals, pause, shade. Come on, man. Deserved. I, I understand. It just, it was one of those things. I thought that wound had healed and I'd kind of moved on. And then I was just like, what's that stinging? And it was my sadness. Uh, the Phoenix Suns will host the Dallas Mavericks in the season opener for both teams on October 19th, per sources. This is this is where I chuckled. Luka Doncic and his new backcourt starter, Spencer Dinwiddie, <laughs> versus Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Congrats, I guess, for Spencer becoming his new backcourt starter. I mean, it's not like it was a new addition to the team. But anyway, Shams is, is gassing that one up. So that's number one. Next, in terms of chronology, I would say, is that the Phoenix Suns will be playing on Christmas Day in Denver. So Suns at Nuggets on Christmas Day. And then lastly, and this one I saw within, I think, today, maybe? I think it was today I saw this this morning. They've also announced the Suns playing at Memphis January 16th on the Martin Luther King Jr. Day slate of games on TNT. So we've got three games that are official. We know the opponents. We know home away, all that good stuff. Which of those three are you most excited about? So once again, that is Mavs at home to open the season, Christmas Day in Denver, and then Martin Luther King Jr. Day in Memphis. Ryan, I'll, I'll kick it off to you first. My my initial gut was to say the the Dallas game because of the kind of the tone setter nature of it, right? To get the rematch opening day sets the tone maybe for the rest of the season. Be great to come out and and have a great win to start off. But really we've talked about this and I think we talked about this really at the start of last season. Early games don't really tell you much. They don't really mean anything. None of it really matters. Everybody's figuring each other out. Yes, not a lot has changed personnel wise, but you're getting back into the swing of it. So that game's kind of a wash to me. To me, it's it's the game against Memphis late in the season, a little later in the season, because by then I think both teams will have figured things out, probably be playing at a high level. 
Um, a, John Morant's just fun to watch. The Grizzlies, if you watched them at all last year, you know are going to be a high-octane, fun-to-watch team and, and are a, a playoff team with with threats of, of making a run um, to the Western Conference Finals, maybe. We don't know. Um, based on the, the stacked West that could potentially happen or not. But that's the game I'm most excited about just because, A, I think it'll be a really fun game, and I think it'll be the one that actually tells us a truer story than either of the other two. Philip, what about you? I think MLK Day has quickly become, and it's been within the last few years, it has become inarguably the second best day of the NBA season. There is only one day that's better than MLK Day, and that's Christmas Day. I Honestly, hand on a Bible. The Suns could be playing the Hornets, which if you remember last year, the Suns, as the kids say, mollywopped the Hornets every time they played them. And I would be jacked up to watch the Suns on Christmas. I love Christmas as a holiday. I really love NBA on Christmas. I jokingly tweet out every year. It's the reason for the season to just sit around and watch NBA games on Christmas. You can watch where, well, Ethan and I live in Central Time. Ryan's on the East Coast now. We can sit and watch basketball basically from 11 o'clock in the morning almost until after midnight on Christmas. And I'm feeling real jolly by the end of that night. It's a great day. So while while matchup-wise, playing the Nuggets might be the third best of those three options, the context of a Christmas Day game is the best. I would love to pick the Mavs game so that every game gets loved. But I'm going to agree in the sense of like, that's just overreaction city. Like no matter what happens against the Mavs, yep. I'm going to hate it. Suns win by 30. I'm going to have to deal with dumb people saying dumb things that will be in old takes exposed. If they lose by a bunch, same thing, other side of the story. It's whatever. It'll be interesting to see how the team comes out, given that that was the last thing they remember from last season. But I got to go with Christmas Day, and part of that is just, I think, how special it is to cheer for a team that gets to play on Christmas Day. Like, that's awesome. That's something that, as uh, the longest-tenured Suns fan, I really, really hated that my team never got to play on Christmas Day. It was it was that thing that every other good team got to do, and all the big bandwagon teams get to watch their teams play. and. You watch a team like the Warriors go from never on Christmas to now always on Christmas, and you're just like, man, I, I wish that was me. Or, in the words of Justin Bieber featuring Rascal Flatts, that should be me. If you haven't heard that song, check that out. So Christmas is where it's at for me. Um, I do have to make a quick confession. Oh, Philip, you calling for a quick timeout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to ISO real quick. We're bringing up Christmas and Justin Bieber. Mistletoe's a banger. That's all I have to say. Don't forget Little Drummer Boy featuring Busta Rhymes. But yes. Um, <laughs> oh, and with that, we just got copyrighted because that definitely sounded like the song, Ryan. Um, <laughs> here's the deal. Christmas Day. And uh, I checked my sources real quick. None of my in-laws, let alone my wife, listens to this podcast. Christmas Day's with the in-laws, gentlemen. I'm going to be at a house in Florida with the in-laws and the grandparents, cousins, aunts, uncles, everyone. Out of that entire group of people, none of them watch basketball at all. 
So it will be an iPad Christmas for me, guys. I'm going to be the equivalent of the 12-year-old at the restaurant that you're like, isn't he too old to be on his iPad for four straight hours? <laughs> That's me, man. I'm going to be an iPad kid. And uh, if your kids are iPad kids, bless them. I hope I hope everything goes well, guys, whoever's listening. But that's going to be me. Christmas Day, I'm going to be an iPad kid, and I'm going to have a great time. The slate of games is wonderful. You got Bucks at Celtics, Sixers at Knicks, Suns at Nuggets, Lakers at Mavs, which that one is, who knows, and Grizzlies at Warriors, which is, I mean, the marquee matchup of that, in my opinion, based on everything leading up into it. Uh, but also the Nuggets should be good. They should finally be able to be their complete self in terms of Jamal Murray should be back. Michael Porter Jr. should be back. They added KCP. Uh, they, oh, how I almost forgot this. They added DeAndre Jordan. Like, they're going to be really good, guys. So it should be a fun watch. It should be exciting. It should be high scoring. Defense may, you know, not quite be there, at least for one of those two teams, depending on how it goes. So I think it'll be fun. Um, but Memphis game, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, there might be a road trip in my future. Unfortunately, uh, I don't know who I could trick into going with me uh, now that one of you lives in Florida and the other of you, you know, has a, a, is a, has a child that is very important and requires love and attention. And I don't know. Could be a crazy fun night, though. Drive to Memphis on that Monday. Go to the game. Drive all the way back. I'm just saying, into the valley takes Memphis. That could be pretty fun. Yep. Dang it, Philip. That's when you're supposed can, to say I'm in. Can we can we do something real quick? I want to go back to the Christmas Day games. You Ethan, your vote was Grizzlies at dubs is the top marquee matchup. I think it's bookended very interestingly. I think the bookends are unquestionably the top two. Mm-hmm. And I have those highlighted and bolded in my notes. I don't know which one I'm more excited for. Because if you put Bucks and Celtics in a primetime slot, which the Grizzlies at Warriors, if that's the last game of the day, that's a late game, like mm-hmm. very late in the in the evening, especially for people in the Eastern time zone. Bucks at Celtics with a healthy Chris Middleton, everybody else healthy for the Bucks, assuming the Celtics are just running it back. I I might argue that it's as good, if not maybe even a little bit better than Grizzlies Grizzlies at Warriors. Because when you're thinking of the power rankings, if you take the average power rankings of those two games, I wonder if the Bucks and Celtics might have a better average between those two teams than the Grizzlies and Warriors. I think there are better teams and probably yeah, a better yeah. basketball game. Yeah. But Grizzlies Warriors have oh man three at least guys where it's like if they're in a game anything could happen that's true jaw is nuts steph is nuts draymond could get kicked out at any moment <laughs> they have the beef of them talking crap after winning the finals and yeah. jaron jackson bringing that like it's the that's, other stuff that's funny it's the other stuff that makes that interesting and didn't they call for this game to be on twitter uh, on christmas on twitter like wasn't that a, the exchange yes. between jaw and dre to be like hey Give us a Christmas game and let's figure this out. And we I got it. The, like, that's I believe the Grizzlies cool. were calling for that and the Warriors were saying, LOL, we won right. a championship, shut up, which is beautiful. Yeah, because the, some of the Grizzlies players were like, they should come to Memphis on Christmas. And Draymond right. was like, we're not getting on a plane on Christmas, my guy. Like, we're, uh, we're <laughs> that's what happens when you win championships. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I think the Warriors need to troll the Grizzlies. 
somehow with like little Christmas gifts or stockings with like fake Warriors championship rings in them. Something, something along those lines where, uh, where there's a fake exchange of pleasantries that just stirs the pot a little bit. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I think it'd be great. I'm excited with schedule announcements happening. It just makes it feel like basketball is actually coming sometime soon. I don't know if I brushed over this or not. The home opener for the Suns, October 19th. So we're not, we're not that far away, but we're still two months away. And man, that's going to be a rough two months. So I want to open this up to our listeners. If there are certain things you would like us to talk about, whether that is a storyline, a player, on anything, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. I know we've we've done something similar before. We might do another mailbag or a Q and A. Uh, but at the Valley PHX, our DMs are open. If you want to reach out with some questions, that would be fantastic. Maybe we'll try to uh, trick someone into joining the pod and and getting a new perspective up in here. As much fun as it is hearing the three of us talk all the time. But as as the summer prolongs, gentlemen, is there anything else on your radars that are sticking out when it comes to the season coming up? Anything going on other than campaign's birthday that is of interest to you? Because I think really it's just a lot of wait and see. Like the Suns could have five less players in a month from the guys we know right now, which is just kind of crazy. Like it's not like, a, oh, we might sign a player. It's hey, if this thing happens that we're all curious about, it's going to be a, a roster upheaval. And that's just a, it's a weird state of just wait and see. I think we're in, yeah, I, I think we're in a wait and see mode. But at the same time, I choose to kind of operate under the, I'd rather assume nothing's going to happen and just be excited about the development of some of these guys who have been around each other now for a few years and get excited about what that could look like come October 19th. Because I think we've got a great core they're all getting paid now. Like this is this is where we have an opportunity really to see what they can do when when they have really nothing more to worry about other than trying to go for a trophy. Again, that could change, but that's kind of where I, I'm resting my hat for the moment and just getting excited to see them all play together again in just a few short months. I would like to throw our full throated support behind one Cameron Johnson who is getting left out in the cold with all of this KD stuff. For for those who might not know, if the Suns extend Cam, trading him in a potential deal for DA just gets a lot trickier with what's going out and what's coming in. So unfortunately, until the KD trade happens, or there's at least some sort of resolution, some sort of clarity as to what's going down, Cam's most likely not going to get extended, which is just tough for our guy, Cam Johnson. So we're, we're all fans of Cam Johnson. We hope he gets his bag. We think this is his singular opportunity to get a big bag over 50 million, hopefully over 75 million in total contract. So I've been thinking about Cam quite a bit and hoping he's doing okay, kind of being left out in the cold. And then as basketball content creators, we have to do a KD update. So I have a one-sentence KD update for everybody. Listen carefully. Here it goes. Kevin Durant still wants to leave the Brooklyn Nets. However, that was a semicolon, however, comma. He does not want out so badly that he will retire. 
Thank you. Wasn't that such a stupid story? <laughs> like, that's the level of crap that I'm so tired of on Twitter, where Thank Kevin you. Durant himself has to tweet. I literally had this pulled up. I know most people will believe unnamed sources over me, but if it's anyone out there that'll listen, I don't plan on retiring anytime soon. Bleep is comical at this point. The fact that Kevin Durant felt the need to tweet that, to be like, what's up, guys? Probably not going to retire. Thank you so much. Please enjoy your memes. Just weird, man. NBA Twitter, real barren wasteland during this time. Getting angry about things, how they're reported and all that nonsense. Just like, just give me basketball, you know? We're so close. So close, but feel so far away with two months to go. Uh, I will say if you're looking for a read for our fans of The Athletic, there was an article uh, by Doug. I think it's pronounced Holler. Could be Howler. I'm not sure. I'm very sorry if that's incorrect. Uh, And it was about the Kevin Durant trade fiasco and the fact that the Suns are his preferred destination, what that could look like. So if you're looking for actual journalism, someone who writes many a word about it, feel free to check that out. It also uh, has quotes from Jerry Colangelo himself about what he would think as someone who's been within the Suns front office and been a pretty big influence on how things have been constructed in the past. But that's really it, guys. I can't I can't think of much else within the realm of the Suns. As the summer continues to dwindle, we get more and more kind of bored as we just want basketball to come back. Anything else, gentlemen, as we bring this thing to a close? Listeners, wherever you are right now, in your car, in your home, on the toilet, I want you to just give us a subtle couple claps because for the first time in I'm not sure how many months we hit our goal time limit for this episode. So again, please clap. I'm clapping for myself because I know <laughs> I'll be listening and editing this in about 20 minutes uh, and I'll know that someone's proud of me. Ryan, anything as we bring this thing to a close? I know you are usually uh, ripe with wisdom. Something, something for the listeners. It looks like my guy froze. I think he froze. (laughs) Oh, that might be the funniest ending to an episode we've ever had. You cut to, oh, the YouTube, the YouTube audience is in for a treat. If there's ever a time, if there's ever a time, audio listeners, to check us out into the Valley, the Phoenix Suns podcast on YouTube, it is right now at the 25 minute mark. You can have Ryan Shut himself stare into your soul. And with that, he disconnects from the chat, and it's just the two of us. Philip, it's been great getting on the mic with you. For Ryan and Philip, though one of us may no longer be with us, I am Ethan Shutt. This is Into the Valley, Phoenix Suns podcast. We out.